Hello there. You're listening to The Box Office Show. I'm Ryan Hill. And I'm Dylan Johnson. Today we're going to talk about the box office numbers from last weekend and our box office predictions for this upcoming weekend. We will also be doing our 2023 box office draft to see who will be the <laughs> I wish I wish we had copyright access to that song. <laughs> we can I'm sure there's some like memeified I mean I have our copyright version. version. I have our version that I usually put in, mm-hmm. but it's just not as good. Nah, it's alright. We'll make it as popular and iconic as the sports center thing. All right, let's get into the news. There is a live action How to Train Your Dragon movie. Now, after Disney has done it with a bunch of their old Renaissance films, the DreamWorks folks are going to start doing their live action adaptations of their big animation hits. But not a live action Shrek. (laughs) Yeah, live action Shrek. Kung Fu Panda, Minions, <laughs> all those could be coming down the line. So, what are your live thoughts? action Minions would be terrifying. It w- it would be awful, atrocious. Love a <laughs> it would be insane. Uh, <clears throat> you know me; I'm not the biggest fan of live action remakes. But if I had to pick any of those DreamWorks movies, How to Train Your Dragon would be the one I'd want to see live action because dragons. You know, it also that benefits from should. having people be the main characters instead of creatures. So you can just cast people. So I think if any of them were to succeed as an independent film, independent of the animated movies based on How to Train Your Dragon, be the movie to do it. Yeah. My first automatic response was disgust at seeing a live action remake being made of any kind. Yeah, of course. But then upon further two seconds later, I was like, you know, that would be the the one that I'm actually curious uh, about. Yeah. All right. They picked the right one. For sure. They did. They said live action Shrek. I'd be like, come on. Come on. Yeah, that'd be like a very obvious cash grab. But with this one, I mean, perhaps they have something up their sleeve. And it's again, dark and R-rated like Game of Thrones. It's crazy. But yeah, they'll hopefully try to approach it in a way where they can bring in a bigger audience, do something different than just, you know, a one-to-one translation of the animated stuff. Because, I mean, you already had that and it was already a big hit. And it's not like decades old. Right. I mean, when did the first How to Train Your Dragon come out? Like around 2010, right? Yeah, we must have been like 10 at the time. Something like that. So, yeah, middle schoolish for us, like the 20, early 2010s, probably. Mm-hmm. I guess I should Google it to be completely Let's accurate. Let's see. Let's well, because they had three films. It 2010. Oh, Look at that. We, we got it. Spot on. 2010. Amazing. Look at us. Look at us. We know <laughs> we know facts. We know movie facts. There you We're go. smart. We so, study this stuff. Yeah, I think hopefully they'll spice it up in some way and it won't be the launch of a whole new slew of 
live action remakes of animated films because that would be that'd be rough to have dreamworks doing the same thing but yeah i am i am curious about how to turn your drag in in live action yeah it's a really gritty analogy for the slave trade but with dragons <laughs> they're 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 like brutally training them and then he has to come out and be like voting for the abolition of dragon training voting it's, for it's the abolition a, or pushing for it <laughs> he just gets everyone together and he runs a campaign and he's like guys yeah let's just vote to not do this to dragons anymore it's just lincoln but with <laughs> with with the guy from exactly. how to train your dragon daniel day lewis comes out of retirement <laughs> to to play we can't Who's be training our dragons like this anymore what's the main character's name rude. in the series i don't remember actually it's been a long time since i've seen that movie hmm, hmm. i know it's jay burrishell i know that much interesting interesting that would be that would be hilarious. yeah okay what else is out in the news uh winnie the pooh Blood and Honey, those filmmakers are looking at Peter Pan and Bambi horror films. Now, if I was them, the Bambi horror film should be a zombie movie where Bambi's mom comes back from the dead and tries mm -hmm. to hunt down Bambi. I think that would be awesome. <laughs> Peter Pan, I don't know. I don't know what you're going to do with that. I don't think Peter Pan is very scary. I guess you can make a horror film out of it, but the Bambi one's pretty much locked in. Yeah, the I don't think one. any of them are needed. <laughs> well no absolutely not Nor would i push for actually doing them but you know what power to the people i guess i mean yeah it's a very smart move to take these known properties that everyone grew up with in their childhood and then turn them into a micro budget trashy horror film and just see how much money you can get out of that i mean it's a smart move did it so, get released yet the Winnie the Pooh one did. It was like a Fathom events this past week. Did so it make money? It made 700000 Hey, And the budget can't be more than 100000 So Success. There you go. Exactly. So they'll do that with <laughs> Peter Pan. I think they, the subtitle was going to be Neverland Nightmare, something like that. And then Bambi, The Reckoning. So... Oh, it's going to be about Bambi the Hunter. No, I think it should have been a zombie movie. They should have... You should they should have capitalized own, on that idea. Yeah, I guess I'll make a Bambi zombie movie. Since Bambi back from the dead. Exactly. Since it's, uh, you know, public domain. It'll be like the... the Anyone can do The it. Rambo series, Bambi out for blood. And she's <laughs> hunting the hunter. They I drew first work. blood. <laughs> what is Bambi? You get Stallone to play Bambi. Yeah. That'd be great. So they killed my mother. They drew for his blood. <laughs> now that people would go out in droves to see. For sure. That would be one we would have to consider for the draft. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, 800 million, million worldwide at least. Billions even. <laughs> exactly. Let's do our box office breakdown for February 10th to February 12th. Coming in first, Magic Mike. The Last Dance has usurped the king of the box office of the last few weeks, making $8.3 million. Which is the lowest opening of it, that franchise. The first Magic Mike made $39 million. The second Magic Mike made $12 million. That's $8.3 million in only 1,500 theaters, but still not great. No. It is odd that they didn't do a wide release for it. That's why last week, I forgot to mention that this was one of the films coming out. 
because yeah, it wasn't getting a huge wide release. They went the more limited route and I think they're also going to slap it on PVOD pretty soon. So I'm not sure why they wanted to undercut Magic Mike like this, especially on his last dance. But that's what they decided to do. So it made it's going to be okay at the box office. Probably do better with you know premium video on demand and other revenue streams. And also apparently there's a traveling stage show that they got going on so i guess magic might coming to an area near you very soon so maybe this was an elaborate promotional scheme for that so magic mike last dance not going out on top in terms of franchise but it did at least claim number one for the weekend after that avatar the way of water in number two with 7.2 million and it is now officially the third Highest grossing film of all time worldwide. Congratulations, Avatar The Way of Water. After that was, of course, another James Cameron re-release. Titanic, the 25th anniversary, which I almost went and saw. Uh, 6.7 million. I wonder what that would have been like in 3D, Ryan. Titanic in 3D. It's still in theater, so you can probably check it out. I'm sure it is. It's like you're really sinking with the ship. It is. Again, I, I think we discussed it. I would be so down to see that in theaters. I'm just not sold on the 3D element. I'm the also, Avatar, that's also what's kind of holding me back. Avatar makes so much sense for 3D, but like Titanic 3D? I don't know about that. Seeing the like random parts of the ship flying at you, or the bodies flying at you when they're jumping yeah, off they're the falling. ship. I mean, like, what is the 3D stuff? I, I don't understand why it was necessary. I don't know how you go back and add 3D into a movie that wasn't shot for 3D. That is also an interesting I don't know what aspect. Because, like, you watch Avatar The Way of Water, and it's meant to be viewed in 3D. You're literally, like, you're stepping into that world. But Titanic was shot without the intention of 3D being used. So it's meant to look flat, Mm -hmm. like a portrait, not a world to be stepped into. Nor would I want to step into that world of a sinking (laughs) ship. Right. I'm also too old to fall in love with Leonardo DiCaprio, unfortunately. Well, he's not too old to fall in love with you, Dylan. <laughs> you're at the ripe age. Actually, you're getting too old. No, so. that's what I'm. That's what I just said. I'm too old to fall in love. Yeah, I'm 22 now. You yeah. wouldn't love me. You hate to see it. You hate to see it. You're an old. You know hag. you're too old when you're too old for Leo DiCaprio. <laughs> for real. Yeah. All right. After I, that, 80 for Brady. With 5.8 million. And then after that, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, 5.5 million. That's 160 million domestically and 400 million worldwide. Good job, Puss in Boots. That would have been a good pick for the draft, actually. It was. It was. Uh, Knock at the Cabin, 5.4. It went from first place to sixth place. Whoa. Mm -hmm. Big drop. Sturdy. Yeah, big drop in the second weekend. After that, A Man Called Otto, the Tom Hanks film, 2.6 million. Missing, 2.5 million. Megan, 2.4 million. And Plane, rounding out the top 10, 1.2 million. And it has secured a sequel. Do you want to guess what the sequel is called? Planes? Like, like multiple planes? <laughs> no, no, no. Boat. It is 
ship. (laughs) (laughs) They're gonna, they're doing a little spinoff. Gonna get maybe a prequel or zero or something. I don't know, but someone's gonna be on a ship, and hijinks will ensue. So, I hope they make a whole trilogy of it. Plane, ship, train would be too easy. I think they got to go for another uh, mode of transportation and try and create something there. Yeah. But yeah. Oh well, that sucks. On the horizon. Look for that. All right, and we then... can move on to the box office predictions for this weekend, except we won't because I figure we might be talking about those numbers later on in our main segment. But of it's course, real. Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania will be coming out for February 17th to 19th in its opening weekend. And of course, it'll be a holiday weekend, President's Day weekend. So a lot going on there. But yes, it is the first huge major release for the year an obvious contender for our rosters so we will Mm -hmm. see what what becomes of ant-man and the wasp in this draft indeed but let's go ahead and get into that draft let's do it Let's start, so, with the, let's start with the rules, Ryan. The indeed. rules. So this is we've, our... We've been 30. crafting these rules. Yep. They've changed as they've gone along. We finally come up with a firm set of rules, five rules that we will follow. Perhaps we'll add more next year, but this year we're going to stick to five. First rule is that we will have five films on our roster. We set that up the first year. Of course, if we added more, it would kind of get a little hectic. And also you're starting to run out of films at that point that are going to make a lot of money. Sure. After that, we are using the worldwide gross as the tally to determine who is the winner, not domestic, worldwide. But the films that we can pick can only be domestic films, which is unfortunate because there's always one or two Chinese films that end up on that uh, top 10 list for the year, but can't pick them. What are the other rules, Ryan? We also are counting the gross of the films through the first month of 2024. So this is to help make sure that it's a little bit more of a level playing field for films that come out towards the end of the year, in November and December. And we always know that there's some big blockbusters that open in those months. So the way films are normally counted with their gross is even if some or most of their gross comes in, say, the next calendar year, it still counts as it being a 2023 film. So we'll do the same. Of course, we won't be able to get their like total, total final gross. Mm-hmm. But whatever they make in January of 2024 will be included in the tally and will help determine which roster comes out on top. Yep. And then finally, we have the wild card clause. It is making its return this year. So last year, that paired with the COVID clause, which hopefully we won't have to see any major delays. But That'd be so that was nice. if... A film got delayed into the next year. Obviously, you can't be penalized for that, so you would be able to choose another film. And then we also had a wildcard clause, which is where you can swap out one of the films on your roster. You can drop it and choose a new film that has not yet come out and add that to your roster. 
Mm-hmm. And you only get one of those, but it can be very crucial. So that will be making its return this year. Indeed. Now, Ryan, last year you set limitations for yourself intentionally. Did you do this again this year? So there was an ideal slate that I had that I thought would be interesting and bold. I'm not going to keep myself to that because ultimately Mm -hmm. you got to win, baby. But depending on how things go in the very first rounds, that would shape if I'm going to go ahead and go for my ideal bold slate or if I'm just going to go for what I think the heaviest hitters will be and pick those in order of what I'm imagining the gross will be. Mm-hmm. So no hard rules that I'm going to try and stick to, although there is a type of slate that I would like to cultivate, but yeah. we will see. How about you? What is I your... did set. I did set some limitations for myself. And by limitations, I really mean rules that I'm supposed to be following during this pick, and I'm going to follow them to a T. And I'm going to tell you them now because it'll be more interesting. So I'm okay. setting myself to a two superhero movie max. I only want no more than two super movies, which this year seems a lot easier than previous years. Mm-hmm. I feel like there are a lot more movies coming out this year that aren't superhero movies that will be blockbusters that I can capitalize on. My next rule is that my third pick, when we get to it, is going to be randomized from oh. my top 10 list, which is something I floated the idea of last week. I decided to, instead of do it for every pick, just do it for my third pick. I have a little picker wheel app that I'm going to spin when the time comes. It has all of my top 10 movies on it, and then I'm going to just eliminate them as we go through the draft for the ones that already get picked, and then I'm going to spin the wheel, and whatever I get, that's my third pick, whether it be superhero movie or not. And then my last rule is that my last pick is not going to be from the top 10 that I gathered. It's going to be my wild card pick. I already know what the wild card pick is going to be, so I already Mm. know what my last pick is going to be, unless you pick it, and then I have to pick my backup but it's the movie that I think is going to make a lot more money than people are predicting it's going to make. Interesting. Which is why it's a wild card. But it's not in my top 10 because it's not a guarantee. Okay, so you've established these ground rules for yourself and announced them before the draft. But I'm guessing mm-hmm. you feel confident enough that it's not going to influence it too much. I um, think it will do well to make it, to spice it up, but I think I will still have an advantage. Gotcha. So reflecting on the previous years before we get into it, mm-hmm. with 2021 and 2022, yes, of course you came up a bit short, but this year you're imposing those rules on yourself Indeed. to try and spice it up. But you think these rules will also help help you ultimately take the crown this year? I think I've relied too heavily on superhero films in the past to carry me to success. And so I'm trying to lean away from banking on those superhero films and trying to rely on research on non-superhero films, which could often be blockbusters. Gotcha. Interesting. So let's go ahead and get into it. We'll do the uh, thing we did last year because another pattern that's been happening with our drafts lately is I keep losing the coin toss. So we'll see if that trend continues. You're going to pull up a little online coin toss thing. Yep. Record it. Send me the video. (laughs) Yep. 
Don't I, tell me what it is when the coin toss comes up. I want to see it on the video. You want to see it on the video? Okay. Yeah, just send it to me on the video, and then I'll be like, ah. I'll send it to you on the video. Okay. Ready, Ryan? Go ahead and make your pick. All right. I'm going to say heads. Heads? All right. It is flipping. All right, and I will send you the video now. Okay. The anticipation is building. The suspense. The suspense is, is killing. You're, 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 I mean, I know the answer already. So, <laughs> man. Ooh, I'm excited. Ooh, what could it be? He's oh, opening boy, his phone. Good. I'm looking at it. He's looking at it. You can see his silent it's face because Google coin I'm wearing headphones. Yep. It's flipping. Come on! <laughs> Wait. Did it do it? Wait, what was it? It's heads. You got Dude, it looks on the tails. Oh, it was heads. <gasps> it's heads. It's heads. It's because the you... video stopped for a second and then it went back because it stopped <laughs> on heads. And that's so I was like, you funny. be kidding me. Oh, that'd be so funny if it was tails. But no, it's heads. You got it that's right. That's amazing. Right, first so of you all, get the first pick. That's fantastic. What's it going to okay. be? Okay. I'm curious. You know what? I'm curious because typically I know what the first round pick for you would be because the first year I picked it and the second year I picked a different one, but knew what your pick was going to be because obviously it's avatar. Right. But this year there's no clear front runner. Very true. That was the other major element to this draft that sets it apart from the previous ones. There's not going to be a behemoth that rises above the rest of the pack. At least not one that we know. True, although I mean, think about it. Last yeah, year had Top Gun. If Avatar hadn't come out last year, Top Gun would have been considered a surprise behemoth. That is true, but how much can we bet on there being a surprise behemoth yet again? Who knows? Mm. What's it going to be, Ryan? We'll have What's your see. first pick? What do you think is going to be the top grocer of this year? My first pick is going to be perhaps not necessarily the highest grossing one but one that will be a absolutely solid hit please don't take it from me (laughs) which one do you think i mean there's already going to be ones that are going to i I just have a feeling you're going to pick the same one that i would have picked had i won the coin toss and that makes me really sad really go ahead because i think there's we'll talk about it afterwards when we do our little uh yeah uh debrief on it but i thought there were two that were going to be a shoe in for the top like i was like okay in the first round for the first draft picks each of these are going to get taken Um, but i'm going to go ahead and choose the one i think will be a major hit no matter what and has billion dollar potential again it may not be the one that can break out the most i think there's some other more wild card selections but this one i Mm -hmm. think is going to be an absolute solid selection yeah i'm going to go with Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3. Thank God. All right, you can have it. Okay, it's all yours. <laughs> all right, what Let is yours? Let me just write it down because I'm, I'm trying to keep track of my predictions on the movies you pick so I can do the math to see how much I think you're going to make in any moment and then try and work based off of that. All right, gotcha. my number one pick. I don't think it will be the top grocer, but I think okay. it has the potential to be the top grocer. There's been a lot of... Uh, heat around it. There's been a lot of. Uh, I might pull an audible here. I might change. Whoa, an audible already on your first selection. Uh, 
there's a movie I really want, but then there's a movie that I know is going to make more money than it. God. There's a movie that I really want because I want to root for it, and I know it's going to make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to take it, but then there's also a movie that I really think is going to make a lot of money. I have to I have to go for the money one because I really want to beat you. And this sucks because okay. I don't want to root for this movie. But I know it's going to be one of the top grossers of the year because it has been consistently for decades. So my first pick is Fast X. Wow. Wow. I saw it coming. I yep. thought that would be a huge one. Mm-hmm. Okay, Fast X is off the board. My next film, which is probably the one that you were trying to root for, or maybe not, I don't know. There could be a variety of these. But it's going to be Mission Impossible. Motherfucker! I wanted it so bad. Okay. Oh, take it. Take it. This is what happens. This is what happens when I have to root for fucking... This is like my capitalistic instincts having to pick Fast (laughs) X over Mission Impossible. True. Okay, now your second selection. I have to go with Aquaman 2. Aquaman 2. Gotcha. Going Big the, potential uh, overseas. Big potential internationally. Gotcha. All right. I'm going to select as my next film. Mario. Fucker! <laughs> <laughs> this is not going my way. You're taking all the movies. I, the thing is, the movies I picked so far... They are movies that I know will make good money. But damn it, they're the movies I want to root for. True. Sucks. So this is your randomizer pick? This is my randomizer pick. Do you still want to keep the randomizer? I do. It's for the randomizer of the top 10, which again, it could pay dividends on it. It's of movies, like I'm looking at, it's six movies that I know are going to bank really hard. So I'm I'm willing to randomize it. So let's do it. Spin. Spinning, 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 spinning. I'll take it. All right, my next pick and my last superhero pick is Ant Man. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I got Ant Man from the from the the toss. So there we go. Makes sense. All right, this is my number four pick. Mm-hmm. I'm going The Little Mermaid. Fucker. Such a good pick. All right, now on to your number four. All right, let me look at my list. I might have to call another audible. Well, so this would be your final chosen selection because you already had a fifth yeah. in mind, right? Yeah. Yep. There's there's a pick I have on here. There's one pick that, that I'm astonished you're not making in this slot. There's one that I have. For multiple reasons. Yeah. That might make a lot of money, but it's not guaranteed to make a lot of money. And that's the thing. Uh-huh. But I'm not sure. There's another one. No, I can't take it because it's a superhero movie. So I guess I'm just stuck with this one. All right, yeah. Because I can't pick superhero movies. Ah, God. I think you're going to end up winning this already. This is the pick, and I'm already unfaithful of my draft. I don't know. I'm between two movies here. Neither of them are superhero movies. Both of them have $800 million reaches. One's more guaranteed than the other, but they're both potentials for flops because they've had... mm. All right, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to risk it. Indiana Jones. I'm going to call Indiana Jones. Nice. See, I was waiting for it. I was surprised you weren't going for that earlier just because of the rooting for it factor. Yeah. And yours? Okay, mine. Let me see here. I might. Oh, shoot. Dang, because this is my final pick. 
there's one you have to pick, but it's it's a risk. That's the thing I'm it looking is. at. It. It's a risk. There's one. There's one other film though that is an absolute risk, but it better not be my wild card. Dick. Going for it, I think it might be a wild card, and I I support it because that was going to be my wild card wild card fifth selection. Mm-hmm. But I got to do it in the fifth slot. It's got to be the Flash. Oh, that was not my wild card. It's all yours. No, that was that was not my wild card. That was the oh. of the two, the one I'm more confident, in, safer option. Oh, okay. The other one I think is a really solid wild card choice. And so, what is that for you, Dylan? Your I don't choice? think it's what you're thinking. Oh, okay. I think it's a real, real wild card. It's like a Top Gun Maverick wild card kind of pick. But oh. I'm gonna go for it. This could be the thing that sinks me, though. But I can always switch it later, so I'm not too worried. I'm gonna go with Barbie. Wow. Okay. So that was one <laughs> on my list. I'll share like my full list, but that was one of the wild card, a handful of wild cards that I selected because mm-hmm. it could, I can see the logic of it being that huge sudden explosion. I definitely don't think it can reach Top Gun levels, but mm-hmm. that'd be fun no, to see. Okay. So my idea was like, it could have that Top Gun thing of like, it's a movie you don't think would make a lot of money, but then we'll be in like a, a contender in this in this race did you mm-hmm. get the list you were hoping to get pretty much god damn it, it. is slightly different so See, this is what happens when you win the coin toss <laughs> I, god. It, it wasn't quite exactly what i was going for but i am very happy with the list so let's go through what our selections were yeah so first pick was guardians mm-hmm. and then you fast x i had mission impossible I had Aquaman 2. I had Mario, which I'm pissed about. I had Ant-Man, which was my random pick. I had The Little Mermaid. And then I had Indiana Jones. And then I had The Flash. And I had Barbie. Okay. <laughs> you don't sound too thrilled right now. I'm not right thrilled now, by my picks. I think I'm still in competition here, but... I'm probably going to have to end up swapping one of these. I'm just mad because you got literally like all the movies I wanted to root for. Mm-hmm. Like you got Mission Impossible, which I really, it was my number one pick. That's wow. the audible I call it is Mission Impossible was number one and I wanted to take it. But in the past, I've done that where my number one pick was just a movie I really wanted to root for, but not necessarily the movie I thought would make more money. And I think Fast X will make more money. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but let's... I don't like rooting for Fast X. <laughs> I hate having to do that. And, know, but the difference might be what what's important. So I picked Fast X, and you picked Mission Impossible. Fuck a man. <laughs> True. So let's let's go through each of them. the The thing that I wanted to do, the ideal list, would have been no superhero films. Yeah, and this was the year that's possible. So I was thinking that's Fast what I was X, thinking too. Mission Impossible, Mario, Little Mermaid, and then either Indiana Jones or mm-hmm. the which, which was the wild card that I had in my very back pocket was Transformers: Rise of the Beasts. That was also another wild card I had because I put it up there because it could be billion dollar potential, but then the last Transformers that came out only made six hundred million, and so I'm like, I don't know if I want to risk it for that. It's true, but I think yeah, that was one of those franchises that it just got worn down. Yeah, it's wishy washy. Bumblebee after that came out, which was good, but because it was a spinoff and people were tired of Transformers, it didn't make a lot of money. Yeah. But we've had a lot of years since then. They have mm-hmm. they're bringing in the Beast. Uh, Transformers, which are very popular. Yeah. It's been enough time, I think, for everything to 
slow down and people will be like, oh, okay, I'm interested in Transformers again. So I think it yeah. could be a surprise hit. I think a lot of people yeah. are uh, underestimating it. So that was yeah, going to be that one was that on I my had. list. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, but yeah, so let's I'm go really through. mad about Mario. I'm really, uh, I'm steamed. I wanted that so it's gonna make a billion. It's going to make a billion. So let's let's go through the list one by one, and then at the end we can talk about some of the ones we didn't choose and how come we didn't because there are some big selections we left off the table entirely. So with Guardians, so this wasn't your number one was between Impossible Mission Impossible and Fast X. Yes, that was your number one divide. Okay, yes, because I think Fast X has the potential to be the highest grosser of the year because it's Fast and Furious. They always make so much fucking money. They but do. Mission Impossible is you know it's Tom Cruise. And he's clearly had so much success last year. He could bank on it. Like Mission Impossible hasn't been the most profitable franchise, but it's been gearing upwards. Like each movie makes more money than the last. And this one is like the big beginning of the finale. And Tom Cruise has had so much advertisement around it being just a crazy stuntman that I think people will turn out and watch it. That's true. So it has potential to be a billion dollar movie. But Fast X is such a guarantee, like internationally, nationally, like everybody's going to go see fast X. that is your crown jewel for sure and i wish yeah. i would have been able to get it um yeah but alas it did not happen um so yeah for number one guardians the reason i chose that is i mean it is a marvel property it's the trilogy ender for guardians which has been really well received the first one made over 770 million the second one made over 860 million mm-hmm. this one Again, is the finale for all these characters. They've been building towards that. Everyone in the press store has been saying, this is it. Mm-hmm. This is where like, we put these characters to rest, basically. Yeah. So that sense of finality, I think, will bring people out. It's James Gunn, and he's got an incredible track record with superhero stuff. So mm-hmm. I'm confident in the quality of it. Yeah. And that being compared with the other Marvel films that have come out lately with Phase 4, I think it'll be noticeably of higher quality and that will make sure. people discuss it more the word of mouth will be strong people yeah come back to the theaters multiple times to see these characters in their final outing and i think given that the international box office will come into play china it's going to be released in china it is that's what it seems like it'll be because and this is helpful for you i don't know if you knew this but ant-man is being released in china Currently, i did not know that. It open, so at least for now, it seems like Marvel is going to be released in China again. So that was a factor for this year that I was considering. And given that, again, it's the final outing for these characters, they've done really mm-hmm. well. And yeah. China will be in play for it. We're past much of the COVID slump for the box office. So I think it will perform really strongly. Again, I don't know. There are other films here that I think could break out more. Yeah, but this sure. one, I think, reliably is... It's a good solid pick, yeah. And that's what I was saying. I was like, it's got a nine hundred million floor for sure. That's why it was a high up on mine for sure. Exactly. So I needed that like solid hit that I could depend on. Yeah. Um, and this is that. And then why Mission Impossible? So Mission Impossible also does really well. Fallout made seven hundred ninety million. Yeah. So take that a film that performed really well, extremely high quality, right? Mm -hmm. So got amazing reception. So it's got a lot of good built up from that plus the top gun maverick effect right oh, yeah. so all the goodwill built up for tom cruise for that and for like christopher mccory and these uh action films that are like clearly built on the principle of go practical do it for real let's have real people 
doing these stunts mm-hmm. and you can just feel it like it's much more visceral that way and it especially yeah. in this landscape where so much of things are just created entirely in the computer it's all cgi that stands out much more so i think mm-hmm. it's an established franchise they're building it up as the like penultimate part so we're leading to a finale here so we're going to send off these characters it's tom cruise still doing all his crazy stunts for real so that'll be a hook for people and then top gun maverick i mean it just that i mean they played the trailer for mission impossible in front of top gun maverick so yeah. everyone going into that film knows about this they're yeah. gonna anticipating the next major yeah. classic old school feeling blockbuster that's what mission impossible is going to be so i think it'll it'll make again it's got to make 800 million for sure i mean just based on each mission possible has exceeded the last pretty much yeah for sure add in inflation in there add in the top of maverick effect add in tom cruise being this huge action star i mean getting congratulated by spielberg calling him the savior of theaters mm-hmm. i mean you can't root against tom cruise at this point it's a bad bet to bet against mr tom cruise so he's also going to be i don't know what he'll be doing in scientology you know he's level eight operating thetan level eight yeah. something like that so yeah <laughs> using all that clout and power mm-hmm. and getting people to go out so yeah. whatever he does it'll it'll be huge so i'm thinking yeah. 800 million for sure as like a solid oh, hit for and then sure, yeah. potential to hit 1.1 1.2 billion that's what i was thinking as well yeah uh man that might be the thing that sinks me. Depends on how well Aquaman performs. I mean, mm-hmm. Aqu- the first Aquaman, still the highest performing DC film, one point one billion. Mm-hmm. I think it has potential to do just a little under that. I think it might cross a billion. I'm banking on closer to nine fifty, as being like a floor, maybe nine hundred nine fifty. It well, is Aquaman, it's still Jason Momoa, but with the press of it being like. Jason Momoa is probably not coming back, and this is probably his last outing. People might not be as inclined to see it. It's still James Wan, though. I'm hoping it looks as banana crazy as the first one. They still have really good effects. It's still probably a really simple story. I don't think it'll make as much as the first one, but I think it can get close. So as far as superhero movies go, I'm going to put my eggs in the Aquaman basket, but that might be the thing that sinks me depending on how well Mission Impossible performs. Because I was between picking one of those two. And if Mission Impossible performs better, I will be very upset with myself. (laughs) For sure. Um, I mean, no, you made, I think, a solid choice of taking Fast X first. And then, for me, it was just Mission Impossible was the next obvious choice. It is interesting with Aquaman, though. (laughs) If you notice the highest grossing films in the crown jewels in each of my rosters these past Mm -hmm. two past two years were those December films. Yeah. <laughs> and so you have now selected the December blockbuster in Aquaman. I really hope it works. So we'll I really hope it fucking works. works. That's also feels- what I was banking on. I was like, God, <laughs> if I could get one last punch on Ryan, that'd be great. It's It'll be a punch too. It'll make a lot. So just yeah. Just how much is what's important. We'll see how much that is able to gross. And that could be the decider. Yeah. It could be a nail biter at the end. Cause yeah, those December films, have been the decider so there is one difference though it's coming out on christmas yeah whereas uh, like no way home and 
Avatar, they came out a couple weeks before mm-hmm. that. So they got a good boost before the Christmas season. Then they got the Christmas season. And then they had all of January. You'll have pretty much just one month with Aquaman before, yeah. you know, the end of the allotted time for draft uh, the money collection for the... I think I can do it. So it's got to gotta be big out front. It's got to do really Super well. Movie. They are Just very front loaded. However, it is the like last film of the previous DC universe. So people may not be excited to go to this or they may not even think it's worth it or worthwhile. Yeah. It's not going to connect to anything. And Aquaman was absolutely huge. You're right about mm-hmm. that. Yeah, still the yeah. biggest DC film. So it could draw people in for that. Yeah. And there's also the problem of it could just suck. It could be it bad. Could. And the previous one didn't like its Rotten Tomato score is, is rotten, I think, but that didn't stop people from going out. But the second one, if there's less of a desire to go see it because, oh, it's not part of a big functioning universe, it's been five years since the previous one. Mm-hmm. Is it even worth it to go out there if it's not being well received? That could be something that dampens box office grows for aquaman yeah so yeah it was interesting that was one that ultimately i had to put it in my top 10 in my considerations mm-hmm. for sure it was one that i would have liked to have as a wild card backup because it would have been a really yeah. solid backup but yeah you scooped it up that december i think maybe i should have picked mario instead because let's talk about mario let's talk about one billion floor mario I don't know about one billion floor, but it I say one strong. billion floor. I mean, if minions can make a billion, come on, well, Mario. That is so the, much money. The big argument there. So it's Illumination, which of course does Despicable Me and Minions. It is the most popular video game character on Earth. It is the like first real Nintendo adaptation. It's going to be animated instead of live action, which is going to do wonders for it because you got the kid audience that's coming out you have all the older people of many generations like there's people our age and people far older than us like decades older than us that grew up on mario so you have multiple generations of mario fans Mm -hmm. you have a great uh a-list voiced cast that can also be hooks to draw people in the animation like the trailers have been really well received i mean Jack Black as Bowser. I mean, come on. That is incredible. So Yeah, that's pretty good. Those have looked promising. Mm-hmm. I think it will do huge. Like it can it has the it potential to be a massive internet. It absolutely it, will, for sure. It's gonna do gangbusters in Japan as well, and that's oh a my God, very yes. big market. So this could be I mean, again, I don't know about billion dollar floor. I don't know if any billion dollar floor is a billion dollar guarantee. There's a lot of potential though, and I think this one could if it if it breaks out, it's in April. It's got pretty much all of April to itself. It's yeah. the only real kids film. Like the only kids film this year is Puss in Boots. So for a few months, there's nothing until Mario, and then for a few months after, it's gonna that, have great legs. Elemental in late June. So it'll be uh, it'll have that market all to itself, and again, it will bring in audience old, older audiences. Yeah. So, it could be really huge. And that was one that I was hoping I would get on my slate. I was, I just yeah. kept looking at like, what's the way I can pick Mario? I'm like, I don't know if it's a number two selection. Like if I get the coin toss, if I pick it number in the second spot, but 
it had to be number three because otherwise I knew you would try and come in and scoop it up. Scooby-dooby-doo. Yeah. Now, after that, I had my random pick. Let me read you the choices that were on the little wheel here. It yeah. was Ant-Man, Indiana Jones, The Little Mermaid, Transformers, The Marvels, and The Flash. Mm. And honestly, Ant-Man's the pretty one of the best picks you could have on there, if you ask me. It would be between Ant-Man and probably The Flash, for what is, or maybe The Marvels, for what might make the most money on this list. So I'm satisfied that it landed on Ant-Man. Especially because I get a good front load right now, and then with Aquaman, I get a good back load at the very end of the year. I'm I'm satisfied. I don't think Ant Man is going to do the best this year in terms of superhero movies. I think it'll make at least seven hundred, seven fifty. I think it'll be because it's currently on par with the what was it, the first Guardians for an opening, or maybe the second Guardians. Can't remember. Perhaps. But it's it's set up to make at least seven fifty right now, which is good. Yeah. It's solid. Let's, uh, let's talk about... It doesn't, it doesn't have good reviews. It's opening, yeah, because it's opening this weekend, and this is the first time in the draft where we've had it take place when one of the major films of the year is releasing that weekend. Yeah. So we have really good numbers in terms of projections for the opening weekend, mm-hmm. and we know that Marvel films especially are front-loaded, so we yeah. get a good sense of that, and we know the reviews, and the like. unspoken... The not good unspoken factor in all of our choices is ultimately the quality of it because yeah I mean, some films are sort of invulnerable to that like fast x yeah will oh certainly God. be awful but it'll be a huge hit <laughs> but, but other films are legitimately dependent on the word of mouth and the reception of it like we see that with top gun maverick i mean that is what made that a sensation yeah um, it gets nowhere near a billion if it was a turd so in films like Indiana Jones and like Aquaman, Flash, like these films, I think are really going to be dependent on word of mouth. With Ant Man, they're trying to set it up to be this huge new piece in the puzzle of mm-hmm. the multiverse saga. They're yeah. introducing Kang to the general audience if mm-hmm. they hadn't been introduced to him in Loki already. So they're trying to make it a huge film. But as you said, the reviews are not great. No, they're abysmal. It is the second rotten film in the MCU, which, by the way, is absurd. There's like at least a dozen <laughs> that should be considered rotten. But oh, sure. this is the second one that has been uh, has fallen below the 60% that you need on Rotten Tomatoes. So the general reception among the critics is that it's not great. Mm-hmm. It's also Ant-Man, which historically is not the biggest i mean it is the lowest sub franchise in yeah marvel it made uh under 600 million for the first ant-man mm-hmm. and then the second ant-man made what like 630 million probably yeah. something like that so both of them were under 700 million this one with not great reviews with it being the ant-man franchise the opening for the three-day weekend have you looked at the numbers? What what have they been saying? Like close to hundred million, a little over yeah. hundred million. It's been around there. Like it's dropped mm-hmm. down a little bit. It, it was people saying like one hundred twenty million, and then also it, because it's a four day weekend. I think that kind of throws off projections because I don't know if people are talking about the three day or the four day. But I think for the three day, people are saying it could fall under a hundred million. That'd be devastating, and that would be devastating for sure. 
It does have, again, it has China. So that is a boost for you, an unexpected boost. Mm-hmm. But this does seem like a film that may not be able to hit 700 million. Yeah. It's risky. That would be, that would be rough. For sure. That would be rough. It's a good, I think it's a good middle pick. It's a good random pick. I think of all the movies that are up there, they're all a little bit risky. I think the Marvels might be the only one that's guaranteed to make more money. Well, that depends. Because, I mean, the first Captain Marvel was riding on the coattails of Endgame. And so that's why I made a billion. This one, I think, will make significantly less. The mm-hmm. Little Mermaid's the one I wish it kind of landed So on. let's, yeah, let's talk about that. Because that was my next selection. And this was also one that I was hoping would fall under the radar for you and I could scoop up in one of the later. Uh, it was definitely very high up on my list. Yeah. Cause it, it's a little mermaid. So it's you've seen these so Disney fun. live action remakes do insanely. If well. Aladdin can make over a billion, the little mermaid can certainly make over a billion. Yeah. So, I mean, Lion King, which is an exception, but I mean, a huge 1.6 billion number. That's insane. Still in like the yeah. top 10 worldwide ever. Still crazy. You have Aladdin made a billion, Beauty and the Beast made 1.2 billion, something like that. Jungle Book almost made a billion when it came out and kickstarted all this mm-hmm. live action nonsense. So you have The Little Mermaid, which is probably the last big Disney animated film that has yet to be transported into live action. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Like there's no other one of. as big. Yeah, one of. There's some, it's like one of the last Renaissance films. Certainly Except for Hunchback uh, of Notre right. Dame. True, but I don't think that's nearly as big as... No, not in terms of culturally, you know. Yeah, because Little Mermaid, I mean, the songs Little are huge. still automatically recognizable. I mean, everyone knows Ariel. So um, that's going to be massive, I think, because you have... I agree with you. Again, it's a generational thing. You have the people that grew up on it at the very end of the 80s, right? In 1989 is when it came out. Mm-hmm. So you have the people, the kids that grew up on it who now have children, they'll take them to go see it. You have people like us who came out over a decade after it came out. Mm-hmm. We were born over a decade after it came out. And then it was played on DVD and reruns and all this stuff. So there's that attachment to it. And then you have all the kids of today who want to go see a live action Disney princess film. So I think all those factors can make it huge we have to see though if because i mean you and i and i mean most film people i'm sure sick and tired of the live action remakes they're creatively bankrupt and unnecessary and obvious cash grabs but for the general public they've been eating that stuff up it's a nice way to go and revisit a classic story that you grew Mm -hmm. up with and enjoy and see it in a new fashion and this one has um yeah it's just the last one of those major disney renaissance films to come out it's been a couple of years since the most recent one, right? I think Mulan was the most recent one, but that was affected yeah. by the pandemic. That so was a whole other thing, yeah. It was just hard for people, I think, to end up watching that. So It was also vastly different. Like, they try to make it vastly different from the animated movie. And which... this one, I imagine, is going to be more faithful. Yeah. So it's been a couple of years, so it's not like an oversaturation thing. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think the general public will still be on board for this. And this has, again, billion-dollar potential. I mean, oh, those other, sure. other ones have really landed this one has billion dollar potential the only uh thing that may be a drawback for it is just the controversy with the casting although i don't think that's going to be a big because i mean the people that are upset about her getting recasted from like the white animated character to a black actress is that really the main audience for little mermaid anyway 
I don't think so. So I don't think there's going to no. be a legitimate backlash from that that will affect the box office. No. And then there's stuff apparently going on with the main actress that I don't know what happened, but it resulted in maybe the Super Bowl ad getting delayed a couple of days. I'm not mm-hmm. sure how true that is, but it was something with her and her boyfriend cheating on her. Have you heard this? Has Alexa no, told what you happened? about this? No. I no, don't know. Not. I've just been seeing random stuff of like, oh, um, this maybe affected them releasing the Super Bowl ad that they were going to do. And it came out around the same time because Megan Fox got cheated on too, apparently. And then Haley Berry, uh, also Bailey also got um, apparently cheated on. So I don't know. They're saying like that is a factor, but I don't think it's going to affect the main audience and how they come to this film. But it is weird that it maybe affected the Super Bowl ad, and that would have been a huge spot, I think, to pull people in. Because that's the other factor we haven't really mentioned is the Super Bowl ad. For a lot of these films, they had that big uh, Super Bowl spot. Yeah, Fast X, I think, was the one that was viewed the most. Oh, yeah. So that bodes well for them. And then I think the Super Bowl spot also is critical in my selection of The Flash and my new confidence mm-hmm. with that. But let's go yeah. to your number four film, Indiana Jones. I and was again, you're between the... Indy and Transformers. And I think uh, Indy was the right call for sure. Yeah. Which is why I'm glad I picked it. Because lo- the, 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 the Crystal Skull made, what, $700 million? Uh, I, I think, think it, yeah, like almost $800 million actually. Yeah, like around the higher end. So I think this one definitely has a floor of like $650, $700 and that's just people wanting to see Harrison Ford be Indiana Jones alone. And I think it could make more depending on the quality. Like, I think Crystal Skull got cut off because people didn't like what it was and didn't want to watch it again and rewatch and things like that. If the quality, there, there's a big quality factor with Indiana Jones. It can only make so much being part of this franchise. It can make a lot more if they make a really good movie. I don't know if they will. Harrison Ford is really old. They have uh, the benefit of having a, a fresh director put his eyes on this franchise, so possibly it could do something different, do something new. They've got a really good villain in Maz Mikkelsen. They've got uh, de-aging in certain scenes to make Indy young again, which is slightly appealing to some people, maybe who want to watch Indiana Jones in his prime, do something new, perhaps. They have, hopefully, a fresh story. <laughs> if it's bad, I'm fucked. <laughs> Very true. This is if one it's bad. Bad, I'm fucked. So I'm really betting on it being good. I really hope it's good. This was one that, unless it absolutely came to it, I wasn't going to choose just because, in order for my ideal draft to come yeah. about, I needed you mm. to pick Indiana Jones or yeah. Ant Man. Ultimately, those are like, I was like, I need him to pick something that I'm trying not to choose. Yeah. in order for my selections to work out the way I want them to. Mm-hmm. So ultimately, Indiana Jones was low on my list, and I was only going to pick it if I absolutely needed to. But it was higher on my list a couple months ago just because I do think it being James Mangold, it being the last outing for this, like guaranteed the last outing, like they can do another one with Harrison Ford. They can't. They can't. Um, and it being... Again, bringing in that fresh perspective, James Mangold did well with Logan and sending off that character. Yeah. 
so he's been able to play with like this theme and this type of the you know sun setting on a heroic figure and seeing yeah, how they really end their life. Again. I really hope he does it again. Plus, the <laughs> Nazis are the villains again. They're bringing back Nazis. That's true. So they always do well when the villains are Nazis. Exactly, and it's um, I think it will be one of that more emotionally potent films because Harrison Ford. I mean, this could be his marketing thing, but he's been saying that he wanted to come back. Like he's not being dragged into this, like with Han Solo. Um, he's truly wanting to come back and do a send-off to this character. So I'm hoping, because that, that was the same approach that, you know, Tom Cruise had with Top Gun Maverick. He was like, we're only going to do this if there's a story there and we can make it riveting, make it compelling, and make it emotionally profound. It seems like that is what they decided to do with this final outing of Indiana Jones. So if they well, do if Indiana that, Jones got the Top Gun Maverick treatment, that's what I'm saying. Graves this has the Top Gun Maverick potential because old 80s franchise bringing back a star again at like the end of his career and sending yeah, off. That's a more career. franchise thing, too. True. Um, and God, so it would appeal very much to middle America, which again is a uh, in those older audiences, which is a market that we have seen with Top Gun Maverick can really boost the box office of a film. So it can, I think, have that potential. It just really depends mm -hmm. on quality. Like it needs to be extremely good for that to happen and for, for it to break out like that. Because um, you have to wonder like how, how special is Indiana Jones to kids? right like kids growing up these days that's not going to be the driving force like it is for marvel films and yeah. like mario and little mermaid so it's going to have to bring in those older audiences it's going to have to do so through quality but mm -hmm. it can break out so that one is a big wild card i think it will be solid like it'll get over 600 million but does it get to and past a billion or does it just stay around 600 million yeah we will see and then my the final selection, the Flash. the Flash. The Flash. So what did you think of the trailer? Did you see it? I think it still looks like a bad movie, but I'm still excited to watch it. Gotcha. I, I mean, don't think on. I'm going to enjoy it, but I'm going to enjoy seeing Michael Keaton again. Yeah, and he had to be fun. pumped at least for when he dropped the, I'm Batman. I'm Batman. I mean, he, seems, he seems fed up. He's like, I'm Batman. He's like, at this point, I've said that a billion times at this point. Um, but yes, nobody loves saying that he's back as Batman. Mm -hmm. I think that, and we get Ben Affleck back in there too. I think it does, like that trailer did a good job. I saw the Super Bowl spot, like the 30, 30 second one, or maybe yep. a minute or something like that. Mm -hmm. That one was extremely good. And then I watched the trailer yeah. and it was less good. Yeah. But I think it was. Um, I'm hoping most people saw just that Super Bowl spot and then they're extremely excited for it because that one was yeah. awesome. Um, mm -hmm. And so I'm thinking if it is, as everyone's been saying, they're like, it's the best DC film in forever. James Gunn is talking about it, giving it high praise. He's not doing that for Shazam or anything like that. I mean, so, come on, Shazam. I mean, sure, but he could be saying like, oh my gosh, Shazam is such an amazing film. It's so high quality. No, he's... Only saying that really for the Flash. He would just obviously be lying. All the test audiences 
that we've heard from these test screenings saying it's very good. So I'm hoping all of that means it's going to be a surprise breakout hit. Word of mouth is going to be strong. People are going to go out and see it. People that grew up with Michael Keaton as a Batman coming out in droves. People that are fans of the DCEU seeing that in its last outing. Hoping the Ezra Miller stuff is not going to be a big consideration for the general public. I don't think it will. I don't think so. I don't think controversy can really stop a, a superhero movie. Yeah, I don't think so either. But it is funny that <laughs> two characters are being played by Ezra Miller. And then possibly the third, the villain, might be also played by Ezra Miller. So, Well, hey, that really... might help. You really make me hate that villain, <laughs> yeah. let me tell you. That's true. It'll be a very natural performance. Um, so that would be a, a bit of a hesitance there is Ezra Miller is so prominent in the film, but yeah, I'm hoping that everything has calmed down. We haven't heard any new updates on a criminal spree. So hopefully <laughs> everything will be okay by the time Flash comes out. People will have mostly forgotten it and most of the general public will have never known about it because yeah, it's not like Ezra Miller wasn't a list star that's doing that yeah um, so i'm hoping it'll be huge it has that nostalgia factor has that crossover factor reminiscent of no way home hopefully there will be some surprise cameos in there i mean they showcased ben affleck and michael keaton they had that supergirl character in there i'm mm -hmm. hoping especially if it's gonna be the end of the Zack snyder universe like just throw in some of those other characters man just yeah. give us these last glimpses at them, and then it'll help drive word of mouth so people can go in and see these characters on the big screen for one last time. But yeah, this one is, it does have a big range, right? It, I could see it hitting only 500 million. But again, if it's really good, 800 million, 900 million, I think that is in play. Possibly. So hopefully that'll happen. My last pick was Barbie. <laughs> I was going in knowing that Barbie was going to be my last pick. Now, yeah. hear me out here. Hear me out here. Little Women is not like, like it, it is a book that a lot of people read, but it's not particularly like a huge, like cultural thing across the board internationally. And that movie still made $200 million at the box yes. office. Like Greta Gerwig has box office stardom. And this is. Barbie, like I'm guaranteed the quality of this product. I know it's going to be a good movie. I mm. know it. And I know people are going to go out globally to watch a Barbie movie. They're going to want to see it. And I think it's going to have quite long legs in terms of like the quality driving word of mouth to, for people to go see it. So I'm thinking 500 to 600 million is possible which is what I'm hoping for. More would be cool, but I'm hoping for at least 500, 600 million just to say, hey, I picked this wild card and it made quite a bit of money. I think that'd be awesome. My only problem is it does come out the exact same time as Oppenheimer. I mm -hmm. don't think Oppenheimer is going to be a box office juggernaut, but I do think it will suck some of the life out of Barbie. I think ba Barbie is going to outperform it because come on, it's Barbie, it's Ryan Gosling and Margot Robbie. It is the definition of a summer blockbuster. Sure. But Oppenheimer is definitely competition, which I mean, sucks. It's Nolan. Yeah, it is Christopher Nolan, but it's like a, it's a three hour, like biopic by Nolan. It's going to be epic, but it is long. It is very drama driven. Whereas this is, this is Barbie. 
people are going to want to see Barbie. Kids are going to want to see Barbie. Everybody's going to want to see Barbie, especially because it's going to be amazing. So I'm banking on Greta Gerwig here. So what's the ceiling for it, you think? Ceiling? Yeah. I don't even know. I can't even guess a ceiling. I can't even guess a floor. I'm just I'm just holding on to hope here. It's a huge range and you're This is the one that I'm like if it doesn't do well because it's the wild card, I will just repick later on and pick something different. Probably the Marvels or something. Gotcha. Like if it does like I'm willing to take the risk to see how Greta Gerwig does. I have a couple movies that are coming out. I might mm, I'll wait and I'll see how Barbie does and then if Barbie doesn't do well, I won't take my game plan. I'm going to keep it to myself actually. Fuck I you. I mean the game plan is obviously you're going to have to choose another one. Yeah, but, but yeah, it, never mind. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about the other films that aren't on our rosters that might end up being highest grossest films mm-hmm. and maybe one of your wild card selections to replace Barbie. Yeah. What you can't choose is Transformers Rise of the Beasts because that will come out in June, whereas Barbie yeah. is July. So that one, I think, again, it could be that breakout hit of mm-hmm. the rejuvenation of the Transformers franchise, which is a billion dollar franchise. Yeah, so that could be huge. We'll see. Um, especially if it's quality, I think it'll it'll bring people back in. This one may not be that billion dollar film, but it may build up enough goodwill for it's a return to being a billion dollar franchise. Yeah. So that one I think is the biggest one not on here. In addition to the Marvels. Yeah. So if you're looking at it from just the raw numbers standpoint, you go and see Captain Marvel made over a billion. Yeah. And you'd think, oh, that's a shoo-in for yeah. getting there. Fast X is a billion-dollar franchise. Guardians is not. Mission Impossible is not. Flash, Aquaman is. But all these other films that we have in our roster are either untested or non-billion-dollar franchises. Captain Marvel, it is. And yet neither of us chose it. So we'll have to see it's a whether... Thing. The quality thing. You don't think it'll be good? Well... Look at this. Think about it like this. Last year, I mean, there was a COVID stuff, so obviously there's a reason why a lot of those Marvel films did not cross. None of them crossed a billion, did they? For no. last year? None of them crossed a billion. Mm-hmm. Whereas the year that Captain Marvel came out, every one of those Marvel movies did cross a billion, which is kind of crazy. I mean, Captain Marvel was a very a much smaller project. It was specifically Brie Larson and a younger Samuel L. Jackson. And I really think it was riding the coattails of... Uh, of Infinity War. And that's why it made over a billion. People wanted to see what was coming next as they were excited about Endgame. And they got that tease of, of Captain Marvel coming. Of course, Captain Marvel is also just a popular product. Like people love Captain Marvel and were excited to see it, but I don't think it was a quality enough to make a billion. And I remember being surprised when it did make a billion. Mm-hmm. This one, the the Miss Marvel TV show did not get a lot of critical reception. Well, it got a lot of critical reception. It just didn't have an audience. That was the lowest watched Marvel Plus show on Disney+. Yeah, so you have that. And then you have... uh, People have a lot of disdain for Brie Larson for whatever reason. I don't know why. I like Brie Larson. But but for some reason, a lot of audience members don't. So there's that. And then there's a factor of... It doesn't really tie into anything that we know of so far in the grand scheme of things where something like Ant-Man does or Guardians has that quality factor. So I don't think the Marvels is going to be a very quality project. I think it'll be more on par with the recent Marvel things like Ant-Man and the things that came out last year. And I think it'll probably end up around 700 million. 
Yeah, I would agree with that assessment. And that's why neither of us picked it. But it's a good backup if one of ours ends up being a dud. That you have a Marvel movie ready to go. Marvel movies, I mean, typically at least make seven hundred million these days. It's true, but it is notable that this is the first time in the draft that we left a Marvel film off the table, at least yeah. in our first our round picks. So, and think about it: if it had been randomized, I might not have picked Ant Man at all. I might have just skipped it. That's true. Yeah, if it landed on like the Little Mermaid, which would have been great. I would have taken that, and then I probably would have picked Indiana Jones and then would have been stuck with Barbie. God, that would have been so much better. Stupid fucking random pick. <laughs> you did it to yourself? Yeah, it's all right. Ant Man's not is, a terrible choice. Yeah, it is very interesting, though, that you you picked your randomizer for number three instead of number four. I wanted it to be right smack dab in the middle so right that you middle. could, because if I had done number four, number five, I already knew what I was going to pick, and so that would have been boring. Number four would have been like, okay, now what do I have left? What should I go for next? You know? Right. Interesting. I mean, I commend you for spicing it up for your own roster selections. Yeah. But we'll see we'll have goes. to see if that bit you in the butt. What would you have chosen if you weren't doing a randomizer for number three? I would have picked the Little Mermaid. You would have? Wow. Oh, absolutely. For sure. So how would that have changed things? I would have chose The Flash after that. Then I probably would have. I would have been between Ant Man and Indiana Jones, but I think I would have ended up picking Indiana Jones because I would have wanted it on my roster, knowing I already knew what number five was going to be. Then I would have chosen um, Transformers. And then I would have been stuck with Indy Jones. Well, you said Barbie. Yeah. Interesting. So we'll have to see at the end of the year. We'll have to see if that randomizer choice would have been the deciding factor. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Maybe Ant-Man has enough potential of being like, okay, maybe it sucks, but at the very least it's setting up something cool later down the line and people want to see that. I mean, that's that's really what I thought would drive up Ant-Man at the box office is that desire to see how it fits into the larger scheme of things. Mm-hmm. But I think even that desire is starting to die down with audiences. True. So yeah, we'll have to see how that plays out. But that would yeah. be a nice little uh, fun fact to do with the, yeah. the recap, the results show. Yeah, I will say looking at our lists, yours is much more guaranteed than mine. You have a lot more things that I know are going to be hits, and mine are like very much dependent upon quality. Right. I will say this year, more than, again, those previous ones, Mm -hmm. a lot of these big films, they have pretty big ranges. Because the upper bound for Mario and Little Mermaid and Mission Impossible, Fast X, like all those are high, but... Mm -hmm. Like there is, there are scenarios where <laughs> Little Mermaid pulls more of a Mulan, or Mario pulls more of a Lightyear instead of a Minions. So mm-hmm. those things are possible, but I would say, yeah, mine are a bit more assured hits yeah. than yours. I mean, you have a good crop of films for sure. It's just yeah, Indiana Jones is definitely one of those has a yeah. big range. Ant Man, it seems like what its potential was. Like if we did mm-hmm. this say first week of january i think we both would have been putting ant-man in our like first oh yeah compared to Ant-Man it being sort way of lower and possibly not even being selected at all because yeah it's definitely come down a bit um from its potential which i mean could have been a billion dollar film if it yeah. was a knock out of the park so yeah i think if i lose this draft i think my biggest regret is going to be picking Aquaman 2 over Mario. Mm. If I had to really 
narrow it down to what I think might be the thing that sinks me, I think that that'll be it. Because I really had a lot of faith in Mario, but the numbers told me Aquaman 2 had a lot of potential. And I went with the numbers instead of my heart. I think that might have been a mistake. Interesting. I mean, we've seen before, though. You've gone with the heart instead of the numbers. It has not worked. on the last draft. This time around, I mean, you went with the numbers with Fast X. I think that'll be a very very good decision yeah i don't regret doing that but it sucks that i don't have mission impossible i wish i won that coin toss because maybe i could have gotten both if if i picked mission impossible would your pick have been fast x in terms of um like your first pick my first pick i may have gone yeah because if you had mission Impossible, it would have been guardians or fast x technically on my list if i just didn't call an audible it would have been guardians god that would have been so cool because you would have had Guardians, and I would have had Mission Impossible and Fast X, but then you would have gone with Super Mario after, right? Yeah. yeah. I feel like that would have been more evenly split, but fuck it. Whatever. It's true. I had the uh, the top three films, Guardians, Mission Impossible, Fast X. I was like, those are in a category unto itself. And then Mario, Mermaid, Flash, Aquaman were in a category unto itself. Um, So I was like, yeah, whoever gets the first pick in the coin toss is going to get to have one more of those more coveted films than the other. But again, a lot of them are wild cards. So it it always depends in terms of other films that were not drafted. There's a hunger games film coming out. I thought about a big franchise, but it's a prequel. It doesn't have Jeff Lawrence. Dune two is coming out. It could be John wick. That could be big. You have John wick in there. Spider verse, spider verse uh oppenheimer as well i mean nolan is really a box office juggernaut this one is has the least potential of all of his but again that name that promise of real explosions recreating an atomic bomb so my worry is that oppenheimer and barbie will just suck the life force out of each other since they're releasing the literal same fucking weekend right that would suck it would it's also a packed summer i think seven of our films are coming out in the summer movie season. Yeah. So the benefit of Top Gun Maverick, I mean, there were a couple of big films like Dominion, Jurassic World Dominion, which came out, but it wasn't as packed. So Top Gun Maverick was able to have those huge legs. All these massive blockbusters opening back to back, it's going to cut down on each of their legs. So that'll be another yeah. factor to consider is which one For will sure. be able to have the longest run. Yeah. Or will they all just suck the life out of each other? Yeah, I think of the three years that we've done this, this is probably the least confident I've ever been heading out of a box office draft. And last year, I lost out on Avatar. So that tells you <laughs> how really True. unconfident I feel about my list. But we'll see. I'm willing to I'm willing to bet that there's still a chance that I'll win. Mm-hmm. But if I had to choose between my list and your list, I'd rather have your list. Right. I would they're, too. Just, they're just bigger guarantees. I would say the big thing, yeah, last last couple years, there were those juggernauts, which ended up on my roster. Mm-hmm. And so those, we knew, like, if they were as big as they could be, it was a done deal. This one, again, there is no huge juggernaut. So it just depends on really the Chance. quality of depends these films fate. and whether or not they're going to be able to reach their potential. So I think it is not a done deal at this point we'll have to see how it plays out because again fast x could be huge aquaman could oh, do well. Will be. 
Um, so yeah, Indiana Jones again could have that Top Gun Maverick effect. I will say the Barbie thing. I'm again. I think it's very interesting. You decided to spice things up for yourself for the mm-hmm. list. Yeah, but yeah, I'm not sure that particular decision will. Uh, I can always help you out too much. So you might need to. Do I don't think I would have done it had we not been doing the the wild card repick. Mm, yeah, that definitely helps allow you to have some more wiggle yeah. room. Yeah, and it's also coming out in July, so I have a whole half of the year to find another juggernaut later on. If I were you, I, I probably would have picked Transformers and then save Marvels in the back pocket as the replacement in case Transformers doesn't do well. You never know. But I mean, Barbie, number one film of 2023. <laughs> it's possible. It's possible, and it would be epic. It would be an epic dub over you. <laughs> it would be. If Barbie is the deciding factor, that'd be crazy. Yeah, but all right. Yeah, I think think that's it. I think that is all the time we have for today. Mm-hmm. If you'd like to give your thoughts on the show, you can email us at theboxofficeshowpod at gmail.com. Our main title theme for the show is Sundown by Joseph McDade. If you like the show, please give us five stars on whatever podcast app you're listening to, and be sure to tune in next week. Have a great rest of your day.